In this episode, I interview Dr. Shannon Conley out of New York and New Jersey. As you will soon find out, uh, she's an absolute rock star. I, I love working with Shannon. She's the type of person that, you know, it's kind of to know her is to, is to really like her. She has such amazing energy and, you know, she's one of those people who you know is going to be successful in anything that she does. What's interesting about Shannon is, again, she was one of my first clients that I that I ever coached. And when I sat down with her, we tell the story in the podcast. She had been in practice for quite a few years doing her own thing, coming out of COVID. And she sat down with me at the time and said, you know, I don't even know if I want to be a chiropractor anymore. I think you guys all know out there, all you rehab chiros, the statistics on how many chiros are no longer in practice. And to hear that from somebody who now I know at that level of talent and um, passion to see where she was before we got started. And it's kind of, it's heartbreaking. The problem that she had is, is really, she just had no real clear direction or guidance on where she, where she was and what she was doing. I'm proud to say at this point, she is absolutely thriving. And to be able to play a small part in that, I, I feel really grateful. Some of the things we speak about in this episode um, is really the idea of learning business skills. When she told me she didn't want to be in the profession anymore and she potentially was going to go and go into another line of business, I told her that's totally fine um, because I'm going to teach you business skills. And so you want to uh, deploy them to a rehab chiropractic practice, that's great. If you want to go be a building contractor, that's fine too. It doesn't matter. We have to learn fundamental business skills. And so that's where we started and that's where we still are. We also speak about how she's been able to reinvent herself post-COVID. You know, she was practicing in New York City. She now lives in New Jersey. So still in the city part-time, but also getting going closer to home in New Jersey. Talk about knowing her numbers and how the revelation to really understanding her numbers and finances that allowed her to sort of to fire the lowest paying insurance company because she just wasn't being paid the way that she needed to was the was the right move. And one of my favorite quotes that I teach in in all my courses is that your business is just a mule. It's just a mule to fuel the life that you want to lead. And she, and out of anyone in the course, I think that resonates with Shannon the most. You know, she is someone she talks about in the pod where She's a world traveler. She loves to take trips with her husband. Um, you know, now she's gotten back into field hockey and weightlifting, and and the business should just be built around that life. And so it's a it's a lifestyle for her, and we've been able to help her form that, which I'm I'm super proud of. And so if you're you know any Cairo out there, obviously you know I love getting the female Cairo's on there, especially uh, someone like Shannon. She's a, she's such a leader in the in the profession that. Like I think she'll resonate with you. And again, we're super proud to have her. Like I always say, if, if you want to know more about the same journey that Shannon's been on, please reach out to me, coaching at strivetomove.com and enjoy the episode. What's up, everyone? Welcome to the business school for the rehab chiropractor. Class is officially in session. My name is Justin Rabinowitz, and I am a rehab chiropractor on a mission to teach you, a fellow rehab chiropractor, the exact tools and systems I've used to build my own successful rehab chiropractic practice so you can do the same. I hope you enjoy, and please subscribe. All right, another rehab chiro. We have Dr. Shannon Conley. How are you today? I'm doing pretty well. How about you? I'm doing awesome. We are both located in New Jersey and it's supposed to be a nice weekend in the seventies. So we're, we're starting to get out of this, this snow, hopefully, but my birthday is next week and it's been snow. It snowed on my birthday before. So, um, I don't know if that, if that happens, that's going to be an issue. Uh, before we go in anything else, just tell us a little about who you are, where you're from, what your practice is, and then we can go from there. Cool. Uh, yeah. So I'm a, I guess, yeah, kind of this rehab Cairo. Um, I practice in Middletown, New Jersey, and then I also part-time in New York City. And I was actually in New York for a while, like probably for like, I don't know, four or five years. And then I uh, kind of slowly am building something in New Jersey. So yeah, right now I kind of have these two, two I don't want to say different practices, but yeah, definitely just kind of different populations of people, you know, Jersey versus New York City. And, um, I actually also do, I guess, like field hockey, uh, training and because honestly, because of COVID, it kind of, you know, 
sparked this kind of, you know, interest in kind of working with different types of um, clients. Yeah. These kind of younger female athletes. And it's just been like super fun to kind of now kind of have a combination of the two businesses. Like I'm growing this kind of field hockey thing on the side alongside, yeah, kind of my, you know, rehab, Cairo, more doctor kind of stuff. Um, yeah. So no, I think actually I met Justin randomly. Actually, I, I was even trying to think about how we even got connected. I think I saw actually your post for like a associate position and everything I remember reading in that description. I was like, wow, that's literally, I feel like what I'm doing. And I think at that moment, I was like, I didn't think that there was many other people that were kind of doing this, <laughs> like mm-hmm. in terms of, you know, not doing the whole traditional model of chiropractic. And I think when I reached out, like I wasn't even obviously thinking about working for you at all, obviously, but um, just, to, you know, just to connect with somebody who is in the same mindset and in the same kind of vicinity of, of what I'm trying to do at the end of the day. So it was great that we connected. And I feel like, yeah, I was kind of in the beginning part of your stuff with this whole, you know, mastermind group and business coaching and stuff. So I'm just really happy that this kind of has transformed everything for me at the end of the day. So I just couldn't be like more more thankful for that. I love it. Well, I, we still, we actually still do have a job opening. So if you're interested, no, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> um, so, but also, yeah, you know, like men, like many of our rehab Kairos out there, you have the athletic background. I know you mentioned the field hockey, but take us back before yeah. Cairo school. Tell us your, your background. Cause I think a lot of people, especially in our yeah. realm are, will resonate with, you know, your athletic background as well. Yeah. So I went to uh, Syracuse University. Go orange. Yeah. <laughs> um, I played actually division one field hockey for their team. And I mean, even, even just my story of even how I got into field hockey, I feel like it was just kind of crazy. Like I was never the, I feel like athlete, you know, growing up in like elementary school or middle school, like I didn't do like soccer leagues or softball or t-ball, whatever. And the only reason I think I even got into field hockey is because my parents pretty much forced me to do something in high school. <laughs> and they, uh, a good friend of mine, I remember growing up, like was like, oh yeah, I'm going to try out for the field hockey team. And I was like, oh yeah, I guess I'll try that too. And I actually remember literally hating it. It sucked. Like I was just yeah, I was terrible. And my mom pretty much was like, you know what, you have to do this. Like you have to stick it out for the season. She's like, if you still don't like it at the end, then you can quit. But she's like, you have to, you have to do something. And Mm -hmm. luckily by the end of that, my freshman year, I was like, you know what, I kind of like this, you know, and I got into club teams, started playing a lot more, just got really, I don't know, focused and dedicated to, to something. Um, and yeah, like literally my senior year, I think of high school, I went to one of these, yeah, like recruiting tournaments out in California. Like one of the Syracuse coaches just happened to walk by a game I was playing in and was like, yeah, you should come for a visit. And I was like, holy crap, a division one school is looking at me. Like, I was like, what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is not happening. Um, but ended up going, yeah, I had a really great experience. I mean, it was probably like, I mean, I kind of, compare sometimes, yeah, field hockey, student athlete, division one program to like chiropractic school. Like I can't tell which one was hard. Like they were both really difficult and challenging, like in their own ways. But honestly, I I think actually field hockey definitely prepared me for that. Actually chiropractic school experience, just like, you know, long hours working really hard, just like that discipline, time management, stuff like that. Um, Mm -hmm. And it's funny now, fast forward, I never really thought field hockey, I go like, when I kind of left, you know, Syracuse, it was kind of like, all right, field hockey's over for me. Like I'm moving on to chiropractic school, blah, blah, blah. And it's funny now, fast forward all these years later, and I'm like, field hockey is now like such a big part of my life again. So it's just been really nice to like, have that back in my life where it was such a big part and it wasn't for so long. And now I feel like it's just kind of reigniting this passion behind it, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit more. Well, yeah. There's a, a lot there that and and I think we'll get we'll get into it. Now I remember um, you know, the first day we sat down and met, and we'll talk about the reasons why, you yeah. you told me like I'm not even sure if I want to do this anymore. Right. I don't even know if I want to be a You're, chiropractor. And and it's a yeah. story that I I tell a lot. Your fiance are you guys married or fiance? Fiance. <laughs> 
technically oh. fiance still in, in the covid conversation this is a very <laughs> long it's it's, like, it's usually not that hard of an answer it's so honestly i just really should have start calling my husband at this point it's just so, you're, so let's, long it's we'll like, just say so your husband is in he's husband. in construction and he does home and that type of work and when we sat yeah. down um I'll never forget. You sat there and said, listen, I don't even know if I want to be in this profession anymore. Maybe I could do home inspection. I would help my husband out, do something like that. And I remember I said to you, listen, like my goal is not to really teach you how to run a chiropractic practice. My, my goal is to teach you how to run a business, to teach you business skills. So if you learn, if we do this together and that's what you want to do, great. Just take the same skills and go and utilize it. And, um, I'm happy to say, and, and that it seems like at this point, you've sort of put that on the on the side for now because the practice has turned around and 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 done really well. But I guess let's take yeah. it back to what led you to that point of like not really knowing if you were going to do this anymore. Because unfortunately, so many people, and I know we do get a lot of students that listen. Um, the statistics on people getting into practice, going to school, spending all that money, and getting out is extremely high. So where, what was yeah. what what happened? Good question. Um, I mean, I think COVID honestly had a lot to do with it. Like I had, you know, I finally actually March. So even backstory, I was working for another office part-time. I was kind of doing my own solo thing part-time in the city. And 2019 actually was a really good year. I was like crushing it. Like I was, I mean, I was working definitely long hours, seeing a lot of patients. But when I looked back at 2019 and I realized I was making more working on my own for two days a week, then working for this office, like three and a half days a week. And I was like, you know what? I, I have to do this. Like I, I have to go on my own. So actually March 1st of 2020, I gave my 30 day notice to that office and literally March 15th shit hit the fan. I was mm-hmm. like, I literally lost my entire practice in the city within like two weeks. It was, it was terrible. And I think probably, yeah, I think by summer, no, was it, was it summer of that year? That we yeah, started talking. I, so. I forget. Yeah. Yes. Um, and I was, yeah, I was like, you know what? Maybe this isn't for me. Like, I don't know where healthcare is going. Like, how am I going to run a business if I can't physically see people? Like, what the frick? And I saw actually my, yeah, John, my husband was actually, that was like the busiest time for him ever. Like everybody was like, oh yeah, I'm at home and I don't, I have time to like do these projects on my house. So like he was crazy busy. And I'm like, well, maybe that field is more, I don't know, secure in in this whole world of uncertainty, I guess. Um, And yeah, I guess it just kind of like opened my mind to like, yeah, maybe there's other options, other things out there. But I think the thing that from our conversation, you know what, I was like, yeah, I've spent all of this energy and time and, and things and to, you know, with chiropractic and, you know, my business, like, I was like, you know what, I think I just need to figure it out. I just need to pivot. I just need to like do something different. And I think that's what led me to even like doing the whole field hockey thing again. And like, luckily, yes, a lot of high schools around the area were, you know, completely shut down. Like they were practicing, they weren't doing games, but there was girls that obviously still wanted to like practice and um, so I think I always had it in the back of my mind. All right. Well, like, I'm going to give this a fair shot. You know what I mean? And, um, I know that's where my passion still lies. I think I just kind of got down to the dumps for a little bit just because of like what was going on in the world. But, um, no, I think I, I'm super happy that I decided to stick with it. And I wasn't just like, yeah, I'm just going to give up on <laughs> all of this. Um, and yeah, I think even like you saying that, like too, just because it, yeah, business skills in general, right? So it's whatever you decide to do at the end of the day, it it definitely translates across all spectrums. So it doesn't have to necessarily be chiropractic if you don't want it to be. But um, I know I feel like I've just this thing inside of me now, I feel like is definitely ignited again with just all this business stuff and rethinking things in different ways. And um even just excited for what the future holds, like even just how my business can grow and adapt. And it's just constantly like learning to go with the, learning to just roll with the punches, I guess, a little bit more. What's been the mindset shift that you could share with the audience of, you know, obviously, you know, hopefully something like COVID was a, was a, extenuating circumstance that we hope doesn't happen again. And that, you know, for everyone was a crazy situation, but 
you know, coming out of it. And we've talked a bunch about, you know, how you just feel better about your business and, and feel better about it and more excited and excited for the future. What is it about, what is the, what is the mindset now that maybe you didn't have before or that you've learned since, you know, being part of this program? Yeah. Um, yeah, I think the biggest thing really is, what's the word? Like, almost like being nicer to myself. Yeah. Like I know we've had this discussion of like being your own boss is kind of like the best and the worst thing at the same Mm -hmm. time and how I felt like I was working all in my business, right? Just seeing patients, trying to get people in and out, just, you know, keeping that kind of system going and you forget to kind of actually take a step back and kind of actually appreciate the things that you have done. And I think, you know, I feel like as a solo, you know, practitioner, and I feel like just being kind of a, I don't know, not perfection. I'm definitely type A a little bit, obviously, but <laughs> like, yeah, you, you just, you're so too in tune to just like talk down to yourself. Like this is wrong. You're doing, you could do better. You know what I mean? And I think through all of this, like, it's just helped me to just yeah, be nicer to myself. Like, I feel like I try not like the things that I think I used to get so emotional and like mad about, like don't phase me as much anymore, I guess. And I think in terms of, yeah, being your own boss, like you definitely have to be very level-headed and you can't just make decisions based around emotions. Like I know we've had this discussion of actually looking at the data, like what do the numbers actually say? Right. Like, and that's the whole thing of like, even I think how we got started all that, like, all right, you feel like this, this is what you're telling me, but like, all right, let's look at the data. Let's actually look at the the numbers in front of yeah. us. Or, and do your feelings change? And you're like, holy shit, yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> I guess well, this wasn't as bad as I thought it was. I was making this up all in my mind, pretty much. <laughs> or, and, and I, I think that's an important point. And we can talk about sort of the different personality profiles. And, you know, when I'm, when I'm working with somebody, I'm sort of looking at, you know, where their strengths are because usually their biggest strength, sometimes it's, it could be their biggest weakness or vice versa. Um, right. I remember with you specifically, like you are somebody who I use as an example that is ready, like we'll go fast. You're really good at meeting people. You get out in the community and you kind of network and market and do all this and you're really active on social. Usually that type of personality is not really a numbers person. They kind of let that stuff go. And and again, it's just part of it is having the self-awareness to recognize that and understand, you know, it's it was, like I say, it's not good or bad. It just is. The ones that try right. to pretend that uh, either that it doesn't matter. Well, it does matter. And it doesn't mean you're a bad person. No, like everyone has certain things that they, that they are skill set. It's recognizing where our weaknesses are, you know, so that we can mitigate those to make sure it doesn't become detrimental. And in your situation, I think, Yes, the numbers, what does the number say? So you can be nicer to yourself. But I remember sitting with you when we actually started calculating numbers, patient visits, collections, things of that nature, where you, that was when you, I think that was the moment where you finally, like, I can't do this anymore, specifically with an insurance company that you were taking insurance and spending, you know, 45 minutes with the New York and making like nothing. And that was something that once we put the numbers in front of you, you're like, I can't, I can't do this anymore. Tell us about that. Yeah. Hands now you're spot on with that. Like it, yeah, no, I think the, just seeing that on paper when you're like, what the frick am I doing? (laughs) Like, I'm spending all this time and energy trying to help, you know, do right by these people and you're getting paid like freaking peanuts. And then just even like the whole, um, even yeah, with insurance companies, right. You have to do like paperwork and then you have to like get on the phone and maybe get approval for visits. And then, all right, you think it's going to get covered by this much, but then you, you, it doesn't end up working out like that. And it's just, then you actually start to resent the people that you're actually treating. And then you're not really there for them, probably in the capacity that you should be. And it just, yeah, it's a double-edged sword. It's just for, you know, what I really wanted to be able to do with people and like the outcomes that I wanted to get them. It's just like, you, I just felt like I could not do that with insurance. Like, it's just, it's, it's terrible. So (laughs) Talk no, about, I'm not doing that anymore. Talk about that <laughs> resentment because I think one of yeah. the things that the rehab chiros hide behind is they just want to help people. And so they don't charge them very much and they take That's their insurance right. and they do all yeah. that in the idea that they think they're helping. But, you know, we're humans. You're not a bad person. Right. 
You're yeah. a human. And so if you don't feel like you're, if you feel like you're working your butt off and not getting anything from it, there is a sense of like, why am I here? Like, I'm going to resent sure. this person. So talk about that, right. that, uh, that mindset shift or, or, you know, how, when you recognize like, I'm not doing right by anyone doing it this yeah. way. Yeah, no. And I think when I actually started to see those numbers a little bit clearer, like it almost made me not want to go to work. Like I was like, why? I don't even want to get up in the morning and like go to track to the city and see these people because I just feel like I'm not getting paid what I feel like I deserve and the value and the outcomes that I can get for people. And it just like, there was just like a total mismatch and it just like makes you, yeah, resent the people that you are seeing. It makes you resent just your whole business. It makes you question like, why, yeah, why am I even doing this? And it's, I feel like in healthcare, right. Especially this, you know, we're more, we're holistic people and yeah, we're, yeah, we're helping people. And like, yeah, I feel like, especially me as, you know, I feel like I'm a female and I'm like super nice and I'm like, yeah, I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to, uh, you know, make anybody mad. Like, I don't want to, I don't want to like have that, com- you know, uh, conversation of like, you know, money and stuff like that. Cause you're, you're like afraid to have that conversation. Um, yeah. Cause you're afraid of rejection or objections and stuff like that. So it, yeah, I feel like at the end of the day, I just realized like I deserve more. And I feel like if I actually got paid what I felt like I deserved, I could actually provide more for these people at the end of the day. And I could be there more for them and actually provide a higher, a higher value service. And I can actually be there a hundred percent and not have anything else in the back of my mind of like, all right, Joe, I'm just trying to get to the next patient, right? Like I used to see, I don't know, 20 people a day. And now I see, I don't know, five maybe mm-hmm. six. And it's just been, that's just, I'm like, how did I ever do that? I don't know. Like you, there's just no way in my mind that I could think a person could give 20 people in one day, like the, the, the thing that they need the most. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I'd actually now rather see like way less people, but I know I'm, I'm, I'm able to really give those people exactly what they need at the end of the day, just try versus just trying to write scoop people in the door just so you can make overhead. You yeah. know what I mean? Interesting. So, no, it's good. I'm yeah. curious from your perspective on the female thing. You mentioned being a female, you know, it's, yeah. I think our profession is mostly male. I don't know the numbers, but actually in our, in our mastermind group, it's pretty split. We have decent amount yeah. of, of females and I, and um, business owners and rehab in that world. Do you, do you think that, that, was it, is a thing or was a thing where you were lacked confidence because you're like, oh, I'm a female, I can't do it? Or is that not, I mean, because we see males that are afraid of having right. money conversations too, but have you yeah. kind of felt that ever in your career? Um, I mean, actually, I mean, even when I remember like uh, starting this process of, car, you know, thinking about going to chiropractic school and I shadowed chiropractors, they were all guys. Mm-hmm. all guys. And I actually remember thinking to myself, even going into chiropractic school, like, are there any female chiropractors or am I like a weird one? <laughs> like, am I weird for being a female, like doing this for getting into this profession? Um, so yeah, I guess like there, and maybe this is just in, even in my mind too. It's just like, yeah, like females are, you know, the nice people and like, yeah, aren't, aren't mean and aren't like as aggressive as maybe guys are. But I will say sometimes as a female, if you are more outgoing, aggressive or assertive, assertive, we'll say, mm-hmm. then you're looked at as kind of like, I know I should say this word, but like, yeah, like a bitch, like, it's <laughs> like okay. you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> I don't yeah. know if the cursing was allowed here. No. I don't but know if like, it is yeah, either, but we'll go with yeah, it. Yeah. Whatever. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's just like, yeah, but honestly, if a guy right is assertive, it's like, oh yeah, he's he's a boss. Mm. You know, what I mean? mm-hmm. you know what I mean. Yeah. So I just feel like as a female, when you come off, I think sometimes like that, like too aggressive, too assertive. She's like, like what the frick is wrong with her? Mm-hmm. Like there's something wrong with her. Yeah, you know what I mean. Not like yeah, she's she's a boss. She's doing yeah. her own thing. You know what I mean? <laughs> no, I think it's good. Like I said, there's there's a I'm sure there's so many females in school um, or in practice, and so I like. I like having the mix because, you know, as we always say, people are going to find their story in, you know, within your story. And so I think sharing what your thoughts are and actually doing it and being in it for someone that's new in practice or in school and to see how you've, how you see it, how you persevere through it and, and, and uh, to let someone else maybe, you know, give them one piece of insight that they might not have had before. So that's, that's really good. 
go let's go into since starting with us you started with Cairo Business 101 and now you're in our mastermind program but what's what's a huge win that you've had since starting Oh my gosh there's a lot <laughs> Um but I feel like the biggest win is just you know I I am so much happier like I just can't say that enough like I'm actually excited to get up in the morning like I want to go to work. I want to do what I do. It's it's just been so satisfying. Like I remember just even actually I was just talking about this with actually John the other the other day like how, you know, a couple of years ago I was just like, you know, grinding. Like I would literally wake up at I don't know, freaking like 6am, get on the train, go to the city, see people all day, get home at nine o'clock at night and I just feel like I had no life. Like I literally had zero life. And now I feel like I'm not that I like, I definitely still have like stresses and stuff, obviously in business, but I just feel like it's, it's the life I really want. I feel like at the end of the day and it's like, we've talked about how like a business should be a reflection of the life you want Mm -hmm. and not the other way around, I guess. And no, it's just been super satisfying to think like that I'm still making the money I want to make and I'm, not just killing myself trying to see people all day long. Like yeah. it's just, it's just been such a cool feeling to, to have that, I guess. So nice. I think that's just been like the biggest win and just, yeah. Oh. Recognizing that. Yeah, I, I can do this. I can definitely do this. How, how do you think, give, give someone advice out there that, you know, I recognize that in you as well. Like you're very much driven to run the business around the life that you want and not the other way around. How how have you made that change? You know, obviously tactically it's, yeah, we've learned how to do the sales process and we learned how you have to sell at higher prices. So we were our time's worth more, but but more than that, like what is it that's allowed you to be able to craft it that way? Yeah. Um, trying to think of how to put this into words. Yeah. I mean, I know, yeah, we always have the discussion. Like I, I love to travel, right? Like I love traveling. I love taking vacations. Like, yeah, we've actually, John and I have like been all around the world together. It's been like super fun and something we want to continue to do. And I always thought, you know, like, well, if I'm going to go into business, right. For myself, like I'm going to make sure that I can do the things I want at the end of the day. Like I'm not just going to be tied to my business hundred percent of the time. Cause I just feel like, yeah, you might as well go work for somebody. You might as well go be an employee somewhere if that's what you want to do. You know what yeah. I mean? yeah. um, but um, I think for me, I've just been able to find this balance of like, you know, I can, I can get a lot of work done in, in periods of time. And I know that I can set myself up to like, yeah, take a couple days off and not have to stress about it. It's not like, and I feel like even now, just because yeah, I do, charge a little bit more and I don't see as many people and actually now even doing, you know, these kind of, uh, I guess model of this like package where yeah, people are kind of paying up front. So yeah, you're not super worried about like always having to collect at the time of the appointment, right? Like you're, you're already, you've already been paid. So for me, it kind of takes that stress out a little bit of like, yeah, I constantly have to just get people on the schedule, right? Like, cause you're, you're just, you have that kind of, um, back up for you at the end of the day. So it's, it's just been nice that like, yeah, I can, I can take a Friday off if I plan, if I plan around it, obviously I'd want to. Um, so yeah, it's, it's definitely, it's been like a work in progress and I feel like I'm trying to even think about other ways to, um, set myself up for, yeah, like just having more time to really work on my business versus Mm -hmm. in my business. And I think just like getting the scheduling thing down and just like time blocking my schedule and, you know, like I'm only going to see patients between these hours, but then I'm going to do this and this and this between these hours. So it's just being very like, I guess, uh, concrete in like what you're actually doing. Let's, let's talk about that. About two or three weeks ago, your question to me was something about like, how do I write an email or something tactical about the email? And my response was, well, before we worry about what to say in the email, when's the last time you mm. did it? And the answer was right, like, right. I haven't. And then the next question was, well, where is it in your schedule that you're blocking that time off to do that? And again, I think about somebody graduating school, like eighth, ninth or 10th try, they've 
they might hear this, they might read this in a book and it sounds like, oh yeah, of course, that's easy. I'll block myself off. And then you get right. into practice and someone wants to come at 8.30 and someone wants to do this and then the phone rings right. and then you got this and you got that and all these things. And all of a sudden that time that you had to work yeah. on your business goes away, right? which we've all been there. So I saw on the Instagram, on your Instagram a few weeks ago where it was like, I'm blocking it out. Talk about the discipline that it takes to be able to do that and maybe the struggles you've had with that and your experience of now blocking out the time to actually work on the business. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like it's just been a lot of, you know, learning to set boundaries. Like it's hard. <laughs> it's, it's freaking hard. Cause you want like every, you know, of course, when you're scheduling people, right. Like people are like, Oh, I, well, can I come at this time instead of this time? And, uh, well, I need to change, you know, like, I'm like, you know what? No, like this is it take it or leave it. You know what I mean? And if you can't make it this week, then we're just going to push you to the next week. But like constantly just, you know, bending over backwards for people to like adjust, constantly adjust things. It just, yeah, it took away, it took away my time. And I think, yeah, just learning to really put in those boundaries of, you know what, like, yep, this is, this is the time I'm setting aside. Like, and honestly, I think that really just started with even just our call, you know what, every Thursday, 12 to two, it's blocked. It's like, nothing else is in, is going to be in that, that time block. Yes. So it definitely is. It's hard in the beginning because yeah, trust me, actually, it's funny before I started this with you, I think there was actually a woman that I always saw at 12 o'clock on a Thursday. And I honestly was like, I had to tell her like, yeah, I, I can't, I can't do this time any for time for you anymore. But like, yeah, she was able to, I understand. Sure. Um, so we were able to move her, but like, I think that just kind of set, that was like the beginning phase of like setting the zone of, all right, this is what I'm committed to for this time. And like, you're sticking to it. it was yes. just, yeah. You have to learn how to set that boundary. And the interesting part of what you're talking about is how I, how I talk to all of you guys in the program of it's essential. It's an ascension ladder, right? We have, we start at this point and then we have to add skills and then we get to this point and we hire people and then we do this and we do this and we do this. The thing that's interesting is that the same things come up at every level, right? And so, you know, I've always talked to all of you guys about, Hey, if you want to grow your practice or grow your business and hire staff and have employees, like then you have to be able to block out time for team meetings. Sound familiar? Right. right? Yeah. And so if that's the step, great, fine. And if it's not, that's fine too. But if it is the same skill that you just had, the discipline to be able to block out time for the call seems so simple. The same discipline that you have to be able to do for your team. Uh, for us, like you said, our mastermind calls are Thursday from 12 to 2. Wednesdays from 12 to 2, every week, the practice is closed. Nobody get, gets on the phone. No patients are there. We have our team meeting. And so again, it's the, it's the, it's the discipline to create the skill and the habit first, right. you know, so yep. many businesses, they have a meeting on a Wednesday when it's, when no one's there. And then the next week a patient wants to come in. So the meeting gets canceled and then all of a sudden they're not, they're not meeting anymore. And so the, the, the discipline, again, going back, it's just creating good habits. That's a habit of the discipline to block yourself out. Like, and the mindset too, you know, I have some people that are actually in the program that you never see because they're never on the calls because they can't block themselves out to get there, right? They have patience or whatever. And I actually was going to talk to you guys about it in the group. Um, I'm part of a couple like chiropractic forums in New Jersey. And I saw something like last week and it kind of like, uh, not upset me, but I was like, man, this is like crazy. I, um, they were talking about the ANJC convention, which is in Atlantic City, I think in May. And they were saying how it started on Friday. And it was Friday, Saturday. And the thread was basically all these guys who and gals who had been in practice 10, 15, 20 years saying like, how could you have it on a Friday? That's my busy day. I can't get out of practice. I can't block myself out. That sets me up for the next week. And it's like, man, if we wow. can't, what if we're 20 years in and we can't af afford to take a, a Friday off or a half a day off because that's right. that's the way our business is set up. Like we're going to be in in jail. It's it's basically like being a prisoner in your own business forever. Yeah. And yeah. and yeah. you know I would never want that for myself, but I would never want that for anybody. I mean that just sounds like miserable. Like you said, yeah. you might as well just work for somebody. Yeah, you might as well. You're like an indentured servant. Yeah, it's hard. <laughs> that point, it's horrible. <laughs> Um, Ugh, okay. So you talked yeah. about big wins and I liked what you said. It was, it was really nice to hear. Give us some, uh, obviously everything isn't always sunshine and rainbows. Give us some losses yeah. that you've had. Oh, um, 
losses. I mean, I mean, I will say in the beginning, yeah, it was not easy. Like when you just make this transition from somebody who, yeah, was accepting insurance and was just like, yeah, I'm just collecting copays all the time. Woohoo. And now pretty much you're starting to have these conversations with people. Like this is not happening anymore. Like this is it. This is the new, this is the new thing. So I'm not going to say like, you're just automatically gonna, I don't know, skyrocket. Like how, how was the experience you know? <laughs> of kind of getting rejected? I mean, people saying no, people saying you were too expensive. Yeah. I can't believe you take my insurance. Mm-hmm. How did you handle right. that? Um, I think just really being honest with people, you know, like, uh, just luckily most of the people I feel like I've seen, you know, know me pretty well. Like, I feel like I've been able to develop, you know, just good relationships with these people. And I think when you really explain it from the heart, you know, like, this is what I want to be able to do. And this is what I want to be able to, how do I want to be able to grow? And the model that I'm currently using just isn't going to help me to do that at the end of the day. And I think when you actually really start to explain to people like, yeah, this is what insurance, this is actually what your insurance covers. <laughs> and they're like, what? That's it? Like, oh, I thought, uh, oh, I thought it, they like paid you really well. I'm like, no, like, mm. no. <laughs> so, I mean, I will say, yeah, I definitely got rejected a lot. Like I still get sometimes phone. All right. That's the first thing people ask you on the phone, right? Do you take my insurance? And it's like, mm hold up. Let's, let's have a conversation for a second. Let's make, maybe ask you some things to make sure I can actually help you before, Mm -hmm. you know, we get into that conversation. Um, but I won't, yeah, I would definitely say it wasn't easy. Like I, you know, it was actually part of this process, I think was just even getting used to being rejected. Like everybody's so afraid to get told no to, or get told, yeah, like you're too expensive, blah, 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 blah. But I think when you switch the the mindset to like, all right, well, can I actually help this person? Can I just get to their, their problems and kind of have the conversation around that? And I think when you can actually really, yeah, learn to listen to somebody and take the time to just, you know, make sure that, yeah, you are the right person for them at at the end of the day. And I think people know, like they recognize that. And I think when you start to then actually have the conversation with, you know, yeah, with insurance and stuff like that, and, you know, most of the people actually see, you know, actually have four or five other doctors already where they've used that insurance and they still have a problem. So it's, yeah, like the conversation is like, well, you've already have tried that. Why would I keep doing that? Like literally it's right. The definition of insanity is doing the same things over and over and expecting a different result. So it's, yeah, I feel like I've learned to kind of have that conversation with people in just a really honest and transparent way. And I think they get it. And like, it's just real, it's just giving people the option, right? Like, this is what we can do. And if you choose not to, then you choose not to. It's like, okay. But it's, yeah, it's just like for, you know, what you want to be able to do with somebody at the end of the day, again, just trying to get the outcome that they want. Like, this is, this is the process. This is the way it goes. It's so funny because as you're talking, I'm chuckling because the biggest issue that I get, the the feedback that I get for what I do as a coach is like, oh, like we don't selling. No, we're doctors. We don't convert and sell right. patients. Yeah. And I'm laughing because everything that you just said, folks out there, that's sales. Yeah. Nothing was pushy. Nothing was used car salesman. Nothing was tying people down and make them sign up for 50 sessions. Nothing. It was nothing to do with that. It was like you said, speaking from the heart, being honest, getting an idea of what someone wants, be able to have the conversation, explain what, what you do, why it might be different from what they've already tried. And then at the end of the day, the last thing you said, the most important thing, they get to decide. That's the sales process. You know, I've had people turn down jobs with us because they don't want to do the sales process. It's like, wait, okay, like, do you understand that I must have not done a good enough job explaining what that actually looks like? Because, you know, I, 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 I know Shannon's not going to be at freehold car dealership selling used cars in the way that everyone thinks that that's what it looks like. All it was was being open and honest with someone about what you do, how you might be able to help them understanding where they are. And then, and as we like to say in the, in the program, we're not perfect for everyone, but for the right person, we're perfect. Yeah. That's exactly. all you're trying to determine. That's all you're trying yeah. to determine. That's awesome. Very cool. Um, yeah. and so my next question was, how do you deal with people that, that tell you no, but your answer was great. It's like sometimes just getting used to recognizing that it might not be right for everyone. Right. right? And that's okay. Yeah. Right. No. And it's, it's completely fine. And I think we've always talked about too, like, just because they say no, then doesn't mean that they 
could essentially maybe change their minds down the road. So, right. We've always talked about fortunes in the follow-up. So like Mm -hmm. you just try to like nurture that relationship. And I think that's one thing I'm, I'm getting better at is like reaching out to the people that probably for once said no to me and just reach out to them again. Like, well, are you, Hey, how's it going? Are you, how's that back? How's that back issue? Have you, have you solved it yet? Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's pretty funny. Like, yeah, now that I'm starting to do consistent like emails and stuff like that. I mean, I had actually that, I remember I texted you that one day, like I sent this email and I saw that like 12 people like unsubscribed and I was like, Oh my gosh, like I should have done this. Uh, and you're like, well, I should be, you should be more concerned about the people that are actually opening it and reading yeah. it, not the people yeah, that yeah, are yeah. unsubscribing from it. You're like, yeah, you're right. Like actually had like, I don't know, 90 people look at it. I'm like, crap. All right. Somebody, I guess recognizing. Yeah. That's, that's where you need to send your, your focus on, not on the people that tell you no, but like the people that actually like could be, could be interested. Um, so yeah. And I think just right. A a big part of business is going to be, you're going to be told no, it's just, it's inevitable, but it's like, you can't just, you can't let that like deter you from, the process ahead. Like yeah. you, you just have to keep going and you have to figure out like, you, you have to find your niche. You have to find the people that you resonate with and speak to. And that's something I'm get, learning to get a little bit better at and hone in on a little bit more is like really finding that audience that I resonate with. Because I think when you can market yourself to that person and you can really speak to that person very clearly and they hear you and that's like exactly what they're looking for, the sales stuff becomes way easier. It's just, it's more just confirming things and like just kind of going through the, you know, explaining your process a little bit more versus like trying to really go from somebody who is a completely cold lead who just like randomly found you on Google or whatever. And is just kind of shopping around like those conversations are obviously a lot harder to be had, but it's, you know, trying to kind of focus on maybe like those warmer, hotter leads of like the people that you actually are really going to resonate with a little bit more at the end of the day. Awesome. Um, the the mindset and the understanding i think is the is the thing you know it's just human nature just the way that we're wired if we get 10 good reviews and one bad we're like pissed right i had yeah, somebody email right. me last night it wasn't wasn't a pleasant email about this whole thing about like they it, but again it's like then I get on a conversation with you and we have hundreds of people that have I've had people message me how great the podcast is they're getting a lot from it you've transformed your business I just got off a call you know but like it, I'm I'm human it bothers me when someone doesn't it's it's normal now yeah, again right. I also I try to have the awareness of like all right this is irrational it's one out of god knows how right. many that have gotten a lot of value yeah. out of it a very but, small part. <laughs> but I think that the the thing here is not to say that I'm not human to like be affected by it because I am human and I don't like it. Like I don't like that someone sends me a nasty email, but I also have to look at it rationally, like we talked about before and say, all right, you're not going to like every, everyone's not going to like you. We're as humans, unfortunately, yeah. the thing we're always it's it's a it's a defense mechanism we're always looking for reasons why we shouldn't like we're looking right. for reasons why Shannon isn't a good person not like all the good things that she does we're trying to figure out like why she is a shyster we're trying to figure out why this guy Justin who started doing this coaching like why he is a bad person why I shouldn't work with him we're looking for all the reasons why we shouldn't not why we should right. and that's yeah. humans and i think part of our quote on being in sales is actually having empathy for the person on the other side because they're the same way they're right. all, they're just trying to figure out why they shouldn't yeah, every step exactly. of the way, just like we do. Yeah. And we are not, we are no different in other aspects of our life. You know, we are no different. And I think, again, just getting to that level of awareness, it doesn't mean you have to change anything. It's just recognizing that that is a real thing is, is, is so important. Yeah. Right. Um, Absolutely. So. You are obviously you've done amazing and you've referred quite a few people that have also joined the program. So, which I, which I genuinely appreciate and I thank you so much for, but what would you tell somebody who, um, who is on the fence about, you know, joining our rehab coaching world, getting involved? Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm still waiting for my cut, by the way. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah, I'll, t- I'll buy you a very nice dinner. You tell me what you want. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, no, but for anybody yeah, who is kind of interested in this, like, and 
I actually, I feel like I dropped this line on somebody the other day I was talking to about this, but like, are you afraid of trying or are you afraid of not trying? And I think that's, that's the question I feel like you have to answer for yourself at the end of the day. And I think the thing that, you know, it's, it's definitely scary. It's definitely like, this was my first experience really like putting money towards something that's for my business, not Mm. like another right? Like certification or another new fancy technique. And I've just realized, right? Like, yeah, I definitely want to still learn and, you know, learn all the new stuff out there. And just so I can obviously have more tools in my toolbox. But if you can't even get people in the door and keep people around or get people to commit to care, then you like, what's the point of doing all those things in the first place? Mm -hmm. So I think sometimes you have to kind of, yeah, like, you know, it's, again, it's, it's scary. It's like, yeah, there's no, guarantee of of anything but i think i finally realized that like yeah i i had to make a change i had to do something else and i think that the framework of what you've created really just helped me kind of you know just narrow down my focus and like i think i was just trying to do it all right i'm just trying to do so much and like the energy was just very scattered where i feel like we're able to really all right let's pick one or two things and let's you know turn the dial tones on those things and kind of get that set and then let's let's move on to the next thing let's solve the next problem versus just like all right i got to do i got to go here and i got to uh like, you know what I mean? <laughs> so I think for me, it just really helped me narrow my focus and just get a lot clearer on like, all right, this is, this is what I'm doing. This is the stuff I need to work on and concentrate on. Right. And just developing those habits of like, you know, right. Doing stuff for the long haul. And it's, I feel like we've drawn a lot of similarities between business and actually treating clients. Right. It's like, they understand obviously from this perspective, yeah, this isn't just a one-time thing. It's not just you coming here and just, doing it once it's it's a process like you draw out a plan and i feel like it's the same thing for business you have to draw out an actual plan to keep you on track <laughs> yeah yeah uh, no it's it's amazing and um you know the the level of of growth is at first before you can manage someone else you have to manage yourself right and so you know the conversations yep. that we just that you're just talking about is first about understanding who you are and and you know how do you manage yourself? And and again, the thing that I keep going back to for you that I recognize that you have that people should recognize is the self-awareness. Because you even said, like, I could be scattered and all over the place, right? And and if left to your own devices, that's where it would go. And the fact that you recognize that is so important. The people, the people that I have the most challenge with is the ones that don't, they, there's like a block between how everyone sees it and they see themselves. And I think that part of it is, it's, it's, it's an interesting line of you kind of embracing who you are, but it's not okay, right? Like it's not, it's okay. You embrace who you are that you can go really fast and get scattered, but it's not okay to stay that way. Okay, right. And I, and I think yeah. that that's sort of the distinction because like, ah, oh, it's just how I am and I throw my hands up. And so, you know, my, my favorite thing is always your biggest strength can become your biggest weakness. Your biggest strength is that you can go fast and you can move really quickly and you'll get out and you do your thing. I mean, you'll, we'll talk about, you know, your social media in a sec. I mean, it's, you do a lot, you produce a lot of content more than almost anyone that I see. And now at that point, it's like, all right, well, that's a really good skill to have. But if we don't hone it in, are we just going really fast, but not actually going, we're running in a, in a circle. And so, you know, for someone like you, um, with your type of personality, it's always, it's never, you need to be not, you never need to be pushed you, cause you'll do it yourself. You need to be kind of focused and we all have our thing. Right. Some people just need to be kicked in the ass and just get out and go. You just got to go, go, take some swings and then we'll figure it out later. And other people need to sort of be, Hey, you're going to, you're going to go, but let's, let's sort of focus you in a little bit. And like I said, the the skill for you as a business owner and as a person is that I think you recognize who you are. And, and it's just, and again, at the end of the day, like you're one person at every level, Steve jobs, he was really good at a few things. He wasn't good at everything. And when we're in small business, like when you're a solo entrepreneur, solopreneur, or even in a business like mine with 10 to 12 people, it's not Apple. So a lot of times, a lot of people have to wear different hats. Someone like you who is doing their own thing, you have to be okay or decent at a lot or get help. 
because you'll right. just go down and go, you know, you're not going to be in business for 20 years. You're going to be in business one year, 20 times in a row. And the thing that you've been able to do is to, to change that. In other words, there's progress. There's taking changes. There's something so silly like blocking the schedule out. That's, that's one way that you get out of the being in business one year, 20 times in a row. It's not just going to change because you've done it longer. It doesn't work that way. Right? right. It does not work that way. Those guys in that in that in that ANJC Facebook group, they started that way. And I'm sure they thought one day, one day when I get enough money or when the practice gets busy, I'll be able right. to take a half a day off. And guess yeah. what? One day never comes. Comes exactly. Never comes. So mm-hmm. um, I mean, so obviously, I mean, I have the utmost respect for you and what you've done. I think you're doing amazing. And I'm excited to see, actually, because it's it's kind of entertaining for me to see someone like you because you're, you have so much energy and you like to kind of go so fast and you have so many different avenues that you can pursue that it's exciting for me to be a part of it, to just be like, yeah, let's, let's, let's look at this and explore it and really design this thing exactly how you want and, and to, you know, you're one of those people that could literally do whatever you want. And it's just a matter of deciding which option do you want to take. So, you know, I think it's amazing and I, and I love watching you grow and I love seeing you implement the things and even the language you're using and, and being sort of one of the leaders and one of the first ones in the group. I, I'm really, really appreciative that you're, that you're here. Um, so tell the audience, so there's male, female, student, Cairo, whatever, that might want to learn more about you. I might want to talk to you. Tell us your social media handle, how someone can get in touch with you. Yeah. So I'm on, I'm pretty active. Yeah. On Instagram. Um, my Instagram is at live well with Dr. Shannon. Okay. Live well <laughs> um, with Dr. Shannon. Live well with Dr. Shannon. Yep. Um, my, I guess, email, I guess. You what's your, what's your website? Me. Oh, actually, um, I currently don't have one. What's your email? <laughs> yeah, I got really upset with my website since it wasn't serving me. So I just welcome that out. Welcome, uh, yeah, welcome so. to business. <laughs> welcome to business. Yeah. Oopsie. Uh, working on that. Um, my email is Dr. Shan, S-H-A-N-N, and then Connolly, my last name, C-O-N-N-O-L-L-Y at gmail.com. So D-R or do- <laughs> don't spell it doctor? Uh, D- D-R. Got D-R. It. So yeah. say, it, say it one more time. <laughs> Dr. Shan with two N's, Connolly at gmail.com. Perfect. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to this episode. And if you found this content valuable, here are four ways I can help you for free. One, grab a copy of my free guide, the Rehab Chiropractor's Checklist. You can get that at go.drjustinrabinowitz.com slash guide. That's go.drjustinrabinowitz.com slash guide. Two, go ahead and give me a follow on Instagram at Justin Rabinowitz, where I post business content. Three, subscribe to my weekly newsletter by sending me an email at coaching at strive to move.com. And four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more influential people and bring those lessons back to you. Thank you.